You're listening to Tall Americano with Rob Clark. So Seth Godin was able to convince this guy named Derek Sivers to write a book. Derek Sivers is a musician, and in the late 90s, he wanted to sell his music. But in the late 90s, it was very hard to sell your music if you're an independent artist. So Derek Sivers figured out a way to make that happen. And eventually, it became a business known as CD Baby. Derek went on to run that company for a while, but then he sold it uh, sometime in the early 2000s for about $22 million. And this book that Seth Godin wanted him to write was about his experience at CD Baby, about starting this company and running this company, and eventually why he wanted to sell this company. And what makes the book so interesting is that Derek, being a musician, being an artist, that a lot of business principles were kind of turned on their head, that he challenged a lot of the conventional wisdom that you would find in business books. And that's why I think it could be such a powerful book, because it makes you think about business in different ways. And not just business, but really anything that you're doing, it kind of helps you think about in a new light. There are some very practical things in his book. One of the stories that I remembered uh, in his book is where he talks about business plans. Now, I've never actually written a business plan myself, uh, but I've been around some business plans and I've been around some people that have had business plans done. And often they're long documents. They're, they're often uh, 20, 30, 40 pages long. A lot of details goes into it, a lot of projections, a lot of research goes into it. And it seems like it's a lot of work. And then often it goes to a bank or it goes to an investor in order to get money to get your business off the ground. Where Derek actually has an entire chapter devoted to where he believes that the best business plans should take no longer than an hour or two. In fact, some of the greatest business plans have only taken minutes. And so he dives into this a little bit. And when I was reading this chapter, it made me think about some businesses or stories that I heard that would actually prove this point to be true. Now, if you need a business plan in order to get money from a bank, maybe that's a hoop you need to jump through. But what he's talking about here is not necessarily that business plan, but one that actually would would guide you and lead you. I love the story of a company called Odeo. Now, most people don't know about Odeo. Most people aren't familiar with Odeo. Uh, It was a company years ago that was being developed and basically is a podcasting company. It was a company that was designed to help podcasts and and to be a platform for podcasts. And the company raised lots of money. They were in development, had lots of brilliant people working for them. But during the time before they were officially launched or or before they really got uh, traction, Apple decided to get into the podcast business. And now Apple already being huge and having iTunes have the platform and having all the users, Odeo knew that they pretty much were dead in the water. And so they decided like, well, we got to figure something out. Let's, let's go back to the drawing board. We, we know we have all this money. We have all these investors in the company, but it's not going anywhere because we're already dead in the water because of what Apple has done. And so in a book that Biz Stone wrote this book about their experience and Basically, what they did is they, they paired off. And so they got in groups of two, three, four people. And they did what they called a hackathon, that they took two weeks. And, and these people would go out for two weeks, and they would try to figure out, okay, what assets do we have? What, what talent do we have? What, what do we have at our hands that maybe is valuable? 
And two weeks later, Biz, along with Jack Dorsey and Ev Williams, uh, came back and they had a working prototype of what we now know as Twitter. And then they took that working prototype not much longer in 2007, went to a conference known as South by Southwest, and it got traction and then it blew up. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of Twitter. And so, but there's one idea that within a short amount of time, two weeks, that a group of guys were able to go and come up with this idea and not only come up with this idea, but then to actually turn it into a working prototype and not much longer after that to basically have it explode and become a real business. And, and I don't know what the value of Twitter is today, but chances are it's worth billions of dollars. And I think it goes back to what Derek Sivers talks about is that these business plans that sometimes people spend weeks on um, aren't necessarily helpful. And in fact, we'd really challenge you to have an idea that you can come up with in minutes uh, at the most a couple hours and figure out what you're going to do with that. But what I loved about this book, anything that you want, and what has made me think more uh, about it in, in the recent years was that it's not simply like the practical nuts and bolts, which, which is good, but it was some more of the big philosophical things. I remember in there that he had this one quote where he talked about, don't be on your deathbed one day full of regret because you were so distracted chasing little things instead of following big dreams. Now that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like an Instagram uh, picture and a motivational quote. But if you really think about that, I think there's true. And he spends an entire chapter digging in on this. And he goes a little bit further and he says that as human beings, we all measure. Like we all have a scorecard. We all have a compass. There's something that we're trying to achieve. Now, when it comes to business, maybe it is numbers, which could be money, the amount of money that you're making, the amount of revenue you're bringing in, the amount of profit you're taking home at the end of the day. Maybe it's more about the number of users that you're trying to get your program to get. Maybe it's the amount of people that you need to come through your doors or how much product you need to sell on any given day. For some of us, it may be different than that. It's, it's how many people can we share our ideas with? How many people can we delight with a, an amazing customer experience? And, and those, are, those are good numbers too. Or for some people, it may literally be something like, how many lives can I change? And that could be with what you're doing, whether you own a restaurant or you're an insurance broker or you're a pastor. It, it really doesn't matter. All of us that, that work at all have some sort of measurement. And so what Derek pushes us on is that we got to realize we got to understand what that measurement is. Because sometimes we say things, but we don't actually mean it. We, we say things like we want to make people's lives better. But really, if we look at what we're doing, everything points to, no, we're trying to make more money. And I think it's okay to be honest with ourselves. If you are a business, of course you need to make money. If you don't make money, chances are you can't keep the doors open. And so there's a certain level that making money is not a bad thing. But we need to understand what is the thing, what is our compass, what is going to be that thing where we make all decisions based on that. And, and Derek, as he pushes in, he says the, the, the clearer that we understand that and the more honest we are with ourselves, then ultimately 
the better we're going to be, the healthier we're going to be, the happier we're going to be, the more content that we're going to be with ourselves. Because see, I think Derek is right. I do think he, when he says that we can have anything we want, he goes on to say we can't have everything. And so I think that's ultimately the problem is that we do want to have everything. And in this book, he talks about how like we need to understand that, that we need to focus in on some small things and really push into those. Um, there's, an, there's another book, uh, Jim Collins, it's called How the Mighty Fall. Now, Jim Collins was most well known for his book, uh, Good to Great. But in this book, How the Mighty Fall, he talks about a lot of these companies that were once great companies and eventually collapsed or failed or no longer in business go bankrupt. And there's these common threads that you would see throughout these companies. And one of them was this idea of chasing too much, that you're getting too full of yourself, that, that there was hubris, that there was pride, and you'd spread yourself too thin. Now, if you've ever played the game of risk, you may know what I'm talking about. There's always that, that guy that right out of the gate tries on his first roll, on his first turn, to take over the entire country. And he, and he usually does a pretty good job. Usually he can take half the map. But then what happens, he spreads himself so thin, the next person can easily wipe him out. And so Derek points back to that. It's this idea that if we try to do too much, we end up doing nothing at all. And so I think about that often when Derek says we can have anything that we want, but we can't have everything. And I think about, okay, what we need to do is we need to be fully self-aware and we need to be honest with ourselves and we can be honest with others of what we really want. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And it would mean so much to me if you left a rating or a comment. Reach out to me at any time at thisisrobclark at gmail.com.